this? This is, this is Diversified Game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus more on execution and application and less on excuses. So, let the game begin. It's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, you guys are going to get game on the travel industry, business, and I'm just talking about how when Black people come together, anything is possible. They say all things are possible for those who believe, and we believe that, but our guests today are the founders of Worldviews, Worldviews Travel, Tiffany and Kia Simmons. You could call them travel sisters. They're going to give us the game on how Worldviews came about, their passion for travel, and what the next generation can expect in travel, because they always have something new. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Tiffany and Kia. How are y'all doing? Good. All right. That was wonderful. (laughs) I I, might have did this once or twice, just getting over my shyness, but... um, (laughs) I've, I've I've wanted to have you guys on for a while, and in full disclosure, folks, we work with Worldviews, so I'm going to tell you we're totally biased on Worldviews, but what I love that you guys are doing, more than the website and the system and the structure, it's how you work together and that there's no ego. Um, briefly tell the people how you two met and when did you know that I could do business with this person? Okay. I'm going to let Kia do that one. She always acts a fool with that question. Go ahead. I'm going to let you do that, but okay. So um, Tiffany and I met um, back in 2012 in Afghanistan. Uh, Both her and I were doing government contracting um, overseas and we became friends. Um, almost instant instant, um, from meeting each Mm -hmm. other. Um, And it it was just a mutual friendship. And then we started to actually travel with each other. Um, And our first location was actually Vegas. And then we went to to Amsterdam. Um, And shortly after, um, we well, not shortly after, maybe a few months or maybe a year later, we then parted ways. But before parting ways, we always said that we wanted to do business with each other, but you know, life happens and um, you know, you have to do what you have to do. Um, And then we just met up. Well, we kept in touch throughout the years um, as friends, because that's the the foundation. Um, And then I was traveling to Kenya. I put it out that I would be going to several places and Tiffany hit me up and she's like, look, I'm tired of hearing you talk about Kenya all the time. (laughs) I'm going on this trip. So just tell me the date and where I need to be and you can handle it and I'll be there. And that's exactly what happened. And <laughs> Worldviews was born out of that. Yeah. Out of the Kenya trip for sure. Yes. Out of the Kenya trip and we know that Kia Kenya is your, you know, second home, <laughs> maybe your first home so- soon enough. <laughs> to be Tiffany as a traveler yourself. I want to let people know, I mean, together, these women have been over 50 countries and they were paid to go, you know, um, they were, they were contractors, they were military and they're just travelers. When you got to Kenya, knowing that this was Kia's, you know, safe heaven place, you guys have a key word for it. Y'all will throw that in later. I know, but you know, that it was her, Happy place. That's the key Happy word. Happy place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you, when you got to Kenya, did you feel the same and say, wow, this is like, I could, I could be here and, and do business here and work with this person? Or did you say, mm, Africa is cool. Kenya's cool. But, you know, 
what what was the, the the guiding light like was it kenya that got the spark or was it just that you got to see your friend um kenya what i would say when i first landed i landed in nairobi and nothing against nairobi but it's such an up and coming city now that I literally felt like I landed in New York City or Dubai or something. It's that up and coming in metro Europe. What do they call it? Uh, urban style living, everything. So Nairobi didn't give me that feel. Mombasa is what uh, gave me that feeling. Definitely is what um, had us on the same sheet of music. I understood her love and her passion. It definitely came from Mombasa. I understand Nairobi, and it's a different flow. It's too fast for me. I'm a country girl. Uh, But Mombasa is coastal. I love water, and it's slower. So that was perfect. And I understand, oh, gosh, y'all are going to hear about her love for Kenya. But I understand it with Mombasa for sure, for sure. Okay, okay, because we know travel, you know, some travelers, uh, and we've talked uh, about this, you know, some travelers like Dynasty Mir love to go off the beaten path, and some folks love to be in the city, and so if folks travel different, it's, you know, it can be like, ah, okay, okay, but the fact that you guys got to Kenya, and then this energy, and this relationship mm-hmm. that you have been, you know, keeping in contact really said, let's do a business what are the first steps? And I'm I'm getting this question laid out for people who have a friend, have a family member, have an acquaintance they just met. What were the first steps that you guys took to say, okay, we're going to get this business registered. It's going to be a thing. But do we register it here in Kenya? Do we register it in America? What mm-hmm. were the first steps for y'all? Right. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So this is Tiff talking. Uh the first steps was actually we had to come up with a name. We knew that we were going to open it in the state. It was just easier to register it in the state. And we kind of like Florida laws and I live in Florida. So that wasn't a hard question. It was the name was the hardest one. We went back and forth. How long did we go back and forth between friends, uh, family? Can you, how long did it take us to come up with the name? Probably a month. We built our own focus group. <laughs> Uh, between, like you said, friends, family, and then non-biased people to look at a list of names that we had, um, you know, came up together. But just to to go back a a bit, I want to be very transparent. We were literally in Nairobi in the hotel the night before we were leaving Kenya. Tiffany and I were talking about all the places that we've been traveling to and just, just all of our experiences. And Tiffany was like, Kia, why aren't we doing this for free? Or at least, you know, sharing this experience with other people and, you know, making it possible for us to travel for free. Why aren't we doing this? I was like, I I don't know. Let's do it. She said, let's do it. And literally a week later, she went back to Florida. I went back to Iraq. She went and registered for the LLC in Orlando, Florida. And that's how that went and again yeah the hardest part was just getting the names but that's literally how we got started <laughs> now over what, what about the you know the policy or the bylaws because a lot of times in business even if it's you know somebody with their spouse it's like well who's going to make these decisions sometimes there'll be people who say hey i'm going to make all these business decisions you handle you know the customer base i'll handle the business how did you guys um, come up with how are we going to make decisions going forward? And do you, you know, you had the focus group, but do you still have that focus group or, you know, folks who can help you uh, break a tie if you disagree? Um, yeah, we, we have group meetings weekly uh, from different aspects, meaning branding, marketing, um, our views on it, how we never want to lose. Um, the feeling of worldviews, but understanding that we have to market the trip. And that was just what our last meeting was about. So we get different views from everyone, and then we collectively come up with it. It could some actually we've never had to break a tie, so that's a good question. Hmm, we don't have a tiebreakers. We kind of just come to a happy medium, but we definitely and take we lead roles. Right, and we naturally kind of play our position. You know what I mean? 
So it, it just kind of, we kind of naturally know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. kind of happens. It's not like, oh, you're going to do this. We, or you're going to do that. It may be like small, minute things where I, I'll just say, hey, Tiffany, I, I'm, I don't really want to do that. Can you do it? And she'll do it mm-hmm. or, or vice versa. But it's kind of natural and we kind of feel each other out and we know each other's weaknesses and strength and, and the job get done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I want to say we always do a list like for the week and then we break it down. So no matter what that list gets done and we make sure whoever's taking care of this and that. So you stay organized would be the key. Okay. Now at diversified game, we don't follow any rules. We, you know, this is a <laughs> conversation that just can be heard around the nation, but mm-hmm. I want to, I want to give you guys a something to think about. So what if someone comes a venture vulture, sometimes they call them venture capitalists, and they say, hey, you guys, I want to buy this business for $1 million. And one person may say a $1 million sounds great. And the other one says, no, I want to work through this. How do we get through those issues since they're yet to come? What do we have in place to work that out? Okay, Kia, think- you want me to answer this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, we have contracts in place to to answer that. But right now we've even, that's not far from our mind that people will come at us. People have come at us. I don't think that we uh, aren't out of that or we're we're at that stage now. And we're not interested in investors per se of taking parts of the company. Um, We're pretty solid about our dream and our goal and our five-year goal and our 10-year goal and stuff like that. So as long as we stay on that and we also do contracts, I just want to put that in the background. Also, we're friends, but we're also business women. So there's contracts in place. All right. Did I answer your question? Key, yeah, you answered it. You know, key word. Mm-hmm. Somebody listening, I can predict the future. And they're like, contracts with friends? Yes, contracts with mm-hmm. friends, contracts <laughs> with family, contracts with everybody. If the pimp can do it, you better have one. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I mean yeah I'm gonna let y'all you know get, get that out but I had to throw that out there. That's, how, that's how it came that's how it's gonna be heard when it comes to budget travel because I know that Tiffany is the budget traveler I mean she's cheap y'all um, and, and that's that's fine um, does it ever come to a place where you know I know you guys have traveled to Asia together as well um, when going out to eat, does, you know, does one person want to eat on the street and the other person says, no, hotels only for me? How does that work out? Oh, well, I'll answer that. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, so Tiffany is the budget traveler, um, <laughs> but it's more of she wouldn't mind tra- uh, flying a certain aircraft, which I would Um she wouldn't mind staying in a certain hotel, but I would, you know. But on the flip side is I would try the street food, and Tiffany may not try the street food. So it's quite interesting when you get the both of uh, our travel styles together because it kind of interchanges um, depending on the situation. Yeah. Okay. We're Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I wouldn't say that I won't eat street food, but I am the picky eater. I don't have to eat at restaurants. I love mom and pop stores, but I'm definitely quality over quantity. You cannot give me a hot dog. Absolutely not. That's not the nourishment that I take anymore. So um, not that you can even give that to Kia. I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I'm very, I need quality food. So I will eat off the street, you know, I'm down for some roasted corn or even some fish or stuff like that, but not lamb chops. So don't get me started See? on lamb chops. See, and I'll try. I'm saying, huh. <laughs> we've had lamb so, on every continent. Right. So <laughs> it, it's funny because she would say then I'm a bougie traveler and like, I have to have, and I do, I have a lamb fetish. 
I have to have my lamb chops anywhere I go in the world. But at the same time, like I said, I'm willing, not willing, I'll go on, on the street corner and eat street food, and, and, and it wouldn't bother me at all. But I, I, I do have to have my lamb, though. I do have to have my lamb. <laughs> and nothing's wrong with your lamb. I'm sure a lot of listeners are saying, yeah, what's wrong with lamb? But, you know, to, to, each, to each his own, because when it comes to food, and let me give folks some background on, on Kia. Kia has a catering business and soon to be a restaurant yeah. as well. And Tiffany yeah. has a trucking business, a fleet of trucks. Like, you know, you, if you see TS on a truck, that's her truck. But <laughs> Kia, having that food business, willing to try the food, you know, and, and lamb is kind of like one of those meats, I say like fish, where if you travel enough, there's some people who say, if you cut my fish, and cut the head off, I'm going to say, where's half the fish? Whereas in America, right. most people want the head cut off, but I need everything on that fish. So, mm. you know, Kia, you being the culinary, you know, sous chef, I, that makes sense <laughs> that you want right. to try, try it all. And, and <laughs> does that go to the tours? Because their tours aren't just you go on vacation, y'all sit at the resort. They take you on adventures, the excursions are already tied in, so there's no upsell. So that's the benefit of traveling with them. But do you also put that in the tours where folks are maybe tra- trying different foods that they haven't tried before? Absolutely. That's, like, that's a good question because we do have a video in which we explain it, which is our recon video, and, and we'll, we can circle back on what that means. But um, food is absolutely amazing, um, excuse me, important to worldviews and trying, like she said before, the mom pop, the moms and pops and, and, and personal, you know, uh, joints that you, you can only get in that location and you can't find it anywhere else and you certainly can't find it at a hotel. So we love to infuse that um, in our ex- experiences, right? Because they're not just um, adventures, and they're not vacations, right? They're not leisure. You're just laying by the poolside, which you have some days to do that. But they're experiences, and so that includes everything, especially the food, because it explains the culture and the people through the food. And and so far, and we'll we'll just you know we'll make it for just y'all. What's the most interesting food that you have eaten Kia and what have you been able to introduce Tiffany to that she, that she had never had hmm. I don't know I've been so when we were in Cambodia I tried to get Tiffany to try duck and um <laughs> she didn't want to try the duck uh but um I I don't, I don't know if I've been able to cuz Tiffany you guys No uh it's been wiki no she's she's picky but 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 no, i don't think i've tried to huh skooma wiki am i saying it right she did try skooma wiki she did try skooma wiki while we were in kenya she did try skooma wiki and the weirdest thing that i've ever had is kilgogi which is dog and that is um korean korean dog it's a delicacy in in korea in south korea let the audience know what skooma wiki is because they all know what dog is. And we're going to put a pin in that. We're coming right back to that. Like, what is skooma wiki? <laughs> so skooma wiki is a Swahili dish. And um, you'll be trying that, Kellen, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, um, soon. So skooma wiki is a um, Kenyan dish, Kenyan Swahili dish. And it is collard greens. But it is very... Um, uh, natural. It, it's not you don't you don't boil it until all of the nutrients are gone. It has a crunch to it. They simply just add salt and pepper and and some um, other herbs to it, and that is it. And they call it skooma wiki. Wiki means weak, and skooma means stretch through the week. So they used to call it a poor man food. So you would eat skooma wiki with ugali, which is like fufu, maize. Um, and you would eat that, and it, it, it could last through the week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That That's not as 
interesting as what you said, eating <laughs> dog. And I don't want people to start banning stuff and, you know, but when in Rome, you need to do as the Romans do, because it might be all that there is to eat. So explain eating of dog. And if you were at all nervous, I mean, not just eating it. Okay. You consumed it, but what about, you know, okay. The bubble guts. Cause I just ate dog. Explain <laughs> your situation on eating dog. Oh my God. Listen, it was amazing. In fact, after the first time I ate it, I ate it like five more times because what they do is they serve. Yeah. They serve the kilgogi. The, uh, with black beans and noodles, and it was amazing. It tastes like chicken. It was good. Oh my God. It was really, really good. But again, it's a delicacy in South Korea, just like we have lobster and shrimp that's now, a, you know, considered prime seafood, and they're like mm-hmm. the roaches of the sea. Oh, I got you. Well, well I, Tiffany, you lived in Korea as well. You haven't been as mm-hmm. adventurous. Have you at least smelled it or? No, I was, I, okay, so I'm going to admit that I ordered it, but I couldn't get it down. I couldn't, once I saw it on the plate, I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. But what I will <laughs> say in Kia's defense is when we would drive in Korea, we would see the dogs. They don't even let them touch the ground. They have them up kind of like in not a chicken coop because they have enough room to roam around. But that's what she means. Like they they treat it as a clean product. It's not like they just find a dog on the street and they're serving it to you. They literally have them in the back clean. They let them go out to the field. They only feed them like, um, I think, fish and seafood diet. So... Not to uh, say that five times isn't disturbing to hear, but I, they will, they do treat the dogs differently <laughs> than they do, you know, in the street. And they're not just picking them up on the corner. So a bit okay. different. Okay. And, and the audience being a diverse audience, I think they'll, they'll get that. I mean, I was thinking like <laughs> sheep's head or something, but when Kia hit dog, I, that's one that I have not had. I haven't been to South Korea yet though. But, yeah. um, and in Rome, why, why not? I'm, I'm still kicking myself off a possum that my father-in-law had for me. He had saved it, ready to go. And I had caught, E. coli by then by eating snails um and i was like man i really want to get that possum but i've already lost you know 30 pounds and had every <laughs> symptom except death i'm gonna i'm gonna spare the audience everything that you comes with e coli but you know i was like i didn't even know i needed a maxi pad you know as a man but it, it, it's serious so <laughs> that dog I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in you know understanding the um, the culture and they they groom them. That that see, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna get a, a adventure. And if you don't try it, that's fine. But you can see somebody eating a highly groomed dog, and it, so that's this adventure. It's stringy. That's the, that's what I remember about it when I saw it on the plate and I was playing with it. It's like stringy, like pool cheese. You remember on that stick we used to get? Imagine it just sh- like shredded. It's stringy. I don't know. That just bothered me. Okay, that's enough oh, detail. Okay. Yeah, and I don't eat cheese, <laughs> but I know what you're, you're you're saying. So I don't I don't know what cheese even tastes like, but I know what you're saying. And you know, but yeah, no, 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 no queso para me. But let me ask oh. you this on dog. <laughs> Is it served just like ogogi? And, you know, they have all the side, um, you know, the kimchi and the, the different, you know, sides. Mm-hmm. Just like, yep. Just like yep. ogogi or kalbi, anything mm-hmm. that you order. Um, especially when you go to the kalbi marts where, you know, they have the grill in the middle of the floor and everybody sits around and then they bring all of the sides. It's just the same thing. And you have your soju and your bean bean bop. All of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so somebody might eat that and not even know what they're eating um, and just having a good time. Interesting. No, see that. Because see, that's like saying, oh, I went and ordered a cheeseburger, but they gave me filet mignon. They're never going to mistakenly give you because it's expensive. So, and it's quality. 
So it's not quite like that. That's why I'm kind of defending her because people have done it. But I can't believe you went back five times, Kia. Like, I can't believe it. Okay, and, 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 and give us a, a range of expensive so someone can say, wait, I'm paying too much for this meat. This may be dog for those who are repulsed. Um, h- how much could it be? <laughs> um, ooh, I want to say, I don't know, because I've always got it where you order different meats. It's, so let's say 20 bucks. But this is back in 2008 when I was in. When were you here? What year? Yeah, I was there in 0708. Oh, okay. Really? We just found this out? I didn't know you were there the same year. Okay. Diversified I game. Yeah, we're going to teach you something about you didn't even know about your own lives on here. You know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. the whole thing is giving the the game and, and and let's give the game for folks who say wow this sounds interesting this sounds great i've always wanted to travel or maybe you've traveled a little bit and you know these ladies have been everywhere as you hear from korea kuwait they've been to germany the philippines they've been to estonia all these different places <laughs> how do you make it where the average person in america who may be listening and say, you know, I want to go, but I don't have, you know, $10,000 to travel and I, I, or I don't have a lump sum of money at all. You know, talk about the different ways that you make it affordable for folks to travel. Well, uh, we have payment plans and can you go ahead with it? Uh, well, yeah. So I'm sorry. Because me and Tiffany is not, sitting right beside each other. We can't feel each other's energy. So we typically are really good at answering questions if we're looking at each other or sitting by each other. So please forgive us. Um, But uh, so because we specialize in group travel, um, this makes it a bit easier for the average person to travel around the world, right? Although traveling is really not that expensive if we budget travel or make travel a part of our necessity or a necessity in our lifestyles. Um, But aside from that, what we do is, is we make sure that we map out five things. And again, that is a part of our recon to make sure that we um, provide um, the efficient amount of experience and uh, uh, information and so on and so forth, but comfort um, as well at a good price split up with amongst a group. So say, for instance, take our upcoming trip, which I'm plugging right now, um, to Kenya in October. We're taking uh, 36 packs, and that is um, military uh, word or lingo, so packs is uh, people or customers or participants. Um, but we're taking 36 people to Kenya, and this is how it works. So if you take 36 people and you have transportation, you're split in that 36 ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with your excursions, certain excursions that give you group prices. You're splitting that th- um, 36 ways as opposed to you and your partner going on a trip and you guys are paying the entire fee. Um, so there, there's other things and we don't want to give all of our secrets away on how we make it affordable. But those are some examples um, of how we do it and why we feel like going the route um, of group traveling is the smarter route in travel. And it makes it um, inclusive for all people um, to travel wherever they want in the world. And you can catch this information at worldviewswv.com. It'll be in the description box as well, but they give you some tips on traveling, you know, beginning your journey, traveling with kids, which is just an added bonus. And we don't want you to give all your secrets away, but what is for you will be for you. And so, you know, for someone to try to replicate the energy and the passion that you guys had it will be difficult, especially with the communities that you are impacting. Taking 36, um, mainly, and I mean maybe minus one, black people to Africa on the 400 years, you know, Ghana's return of abode and all that. That's an amazing 
thing to do because we know that less than 70% of Americans have passports. So the fact that you've been able to connect that many people on one trip says the future is bright because those 36 are minus one. And even we'll count the other one who maybe (laughs) not be a a black person are going to talk about you guys in circles that you would have never reached. A big thing for people in travel is, will I be safe? And on their website that you will see again in the description box, they have travel insurance. But I want you guys to talk about past trips and if you've had any safety issues and and what you do to make sure everyone is safe. Okay, past trips, thank God we have not had any safe issues, and we're going to continue that. But uh, one thing that we always do is we make sure that our accommodations are at least five miles within a hospital. We always eye it out. Um, We know the quickest routes to it. And we also offer travel insurance on our website for any mishaps. And uh, we give emails out for you to pack certain medications if you staying with us for a week, then you need to send a week worth of medications, things like that. We always try to be proactive instead of reactive. So we always put in those um, guidelines to keep us safe, but we have always had 100% safe trips. High five on that one, Kia. Yes. (laughs) And we also make sure that we're close to a police station as well. Yes. Mm Okay. 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 Now, we're going to stay on safety because for the the naysayers and people, the reason why I'm staying on this, because they have booked trips and, you know, things happen all over the world. Things happen here in America. But, you know, you know, you might have a a cyclone someplace and somebody might say, hey, I know you're going to Mombasa. They just had a cyclone in (laughs) Malawi, Mozambique in Mozambique, yeah. and you're like, yeah, two different places. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, 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 I'm going personal. I'm pulling from there, right? Um, right. Th- things happen all a- across the world, but whenever someone leaves the United States, it could even be Tiffany's happy place, Jamaica. When you go to a resort in Jamaica, the resort is so quick to tell you, even if you're a black person in a black predominantly country oh don't leave the resort because of safety um Mm -hmm. on your tours do you guys carry firearms or have bribe money for the police or is it really just not that serious (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know (laughs) he he's going personal so um and that's why we love killing by the way, let the audience know we love Kellen. Uh, he's been very, very close to us. Very, very close to us. Um, but um, so on our upcoming trip, um, we are going to have security. Um, not solely because where we're going is dangerous, right? Um, you can travel anywhere in the world, and there will you will see a resemble the resemblance of the same issues that we have in America, right? So I feel like, and this is my personal view, that no situation is an isolated situation. You can see that situation anywhere in the world. Um, However, we do have precious cargo (laughs) that will be traveling with us um, on this trip. And we just want to make sure that our customers are are safe and they feel um, like there are no threats coming to them um, while we're traveling in certain um, areas um, of the of the destination in which we're going. Uh, typically, we do not do armed security, um, but because we have such a large group and we do have personnel on the trip that, that, that is known um, around the world, we just want to make sure that they are secure. And if that is something that we can offer and provide as a travel company, we certainly um, will make it happen. 
Okay, but it, there's never been a time where they see you giving a tour and say, oh, they're the Americans, go get them. Because I think that's the vision that many Americans who haven't traveled get, that they're going to be spotted like they're Tom Cruise or Denzel Washington, and folks are just going to go take advantage of them and all their luggage like in coming to America when he got here. So you've never had a situation like that. Never. Never, never, never. We're actually accepted because we do our recon and we can talk about that. Um, it's on the ground surveillance. We always go to the location before we plan any tour. We build relationships. We build trust. We find the safe zones. We find out the area towns that we shouldn't be in at night, the ones that are cool to be in. That's probably the area of town we're going to put the hotel in. So we always do um, our safety checks, and then we have the relationships that we built. So we have people watching our back. They welcome us. When you're coming to spend money with people and uh, show appreciation to their culture, why would they not accept you? So once we build that relationship, bringing on friends is the more the merrier. So we actually get the opposite when we go on ground. We're actually accepted. Okay. And my first trip was with a tour company. And, you know, one thing I liked about it was organized. You could cut the line throughout Europe. And so, you know, that was, that was good. And I was by myself, but how much free time does worldviews travel give to their guests and, or how much time, it, you know, the structured versus the free time, what does that look like for most of the trips? Um, yeah. Well, we, so that's a good question. Um, Cause I know that I, I linked up with my aunt on a group trip and I won't name the company, um, but they were like going, 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 going. And the downtime was minimum. So what Tiffany and I, and I have to give this to Tiffany, she, she kind of stresses, well, people like to have their downtime. So what we do, and again, we have to keep reverting back to recon and us actually coordinating each and every one of these trips ourselves based off of our recons, we literally set up our experiences based off of how we felt on the trip, right? And how much downtime we needed before we actually went on the next excursion or the next experience or whatever we had planned within that trip. And I'll use Kenya as an example because that is our signature trip. That is the biggest trip that we have. And it is packed with um, different events within the trip. But we made sure in that trip, the first day that you arrive, you have the entire day to recoup because you're traveling 16 hours. Um, for us, we'll be traveling 20 hours um, uh, to, to Kenya. So we want, we want to make sure that everyone is well rested before we start our excursions and really dig deep into the experience of Kenya. So we make sure the first day, we typically do this on all of our trips, we don't we typically don't plan anything the first day. No matter what time you arrive, we typically don't plan anything the first day, and we make any any excursions that we do have on the first day optional. So for those who are wide awake and they want to go and they're like, man, I don't want to go to sleep, I'm ready to go, we do have optional things for them to do that we would guide them on. But for those who want downtime, we provide that on all of our trips the first day. And then the last day is, again, is a, a downtime as well. Um, and in between, uh, we kind of cut the, the excursions off around 6 o'clock, depending on what we're doing. And then the rest of the afternoon is up to the customers on what they want to do. And I will attest, these women are really thinking about you because if Kellen was planning the trip just in his own mind, you'd be going 100 miles per hour and getting three hours of sleep at best. I called Kia when I saw this Kenya trip and I said, five-hour layover? Because to me, if you got a five-hour layover, you might as well stay over and see that country. But, you know, Kia explained to me some of these people it's their first trip coming out of the country mm -hmm. and we want to give them a break and a rest and I never even thought about that because I'm old school being cramped up you know in coach saying hey it is what it is you know and 
you sleep and you drink and you eat until you get there. But I've never even thought of that because it's so to waste. That's almost like a day to me, five hours. So they're really <laughs> thinking about you with, you know, <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, they even look at the um, one of my questions. I'm using myself as an example. I said, well, is there a lounge where we can, you know, um, with the platinum card or can we pay to get in? And they answer all those questions for you. So whether you're a seasoned traveler who, you know, you hate layovers or if you love them, they, they have you covered. Because as long as you can be in a lounge, take a shower, talk to, you know, people about some snooty conversation, business, um, I'm, I'm good. But just wasting five hours in the airport, oh, my God. Just let me clarify that. Listen, guys, and he really did call call and ask those questions and he did ask about the lounge um and he can do it um actually and then I, I definitely will get that information for those who just want that information you can always reach out to worldviews for those type of questions if you're traveling on your own but to clarify we have 36 people that we're going to be moving through the airport mind you when it's just you and another person it's kind of easy to get on and off the plane walk from one end of the airport to another um, as we stated before, Tiffany and I have traveled to about 75 countries, and I think both her and I have been to Istanbul Airport uh, uh, quite a few times. So we know the airport, right? Not like the back of our hands, but we've been a few times to know, like, that's a big airport. So when you're traveling from the United States um, to Istanbul and you're going internationally to another country, you have to go all the way on the other side of the airport. When you're traveling with 36 packs, you have to wait until they get their uh, cargo off the overhead, get off the flight. People are going to have to use the bathroom. They're going to want to eat. They want to call. They wanna... By the time you do that, you're really not wasting a whole five hours. You may take two hours to take care of all of that, or three maybe, and then you have two hours to actually sit down and rest and get your legs together some people may have swollen feet because of the pressure. And there's a lot of things you have to take into account. And then we have people from all ages from around the world that you have to consider um, when you're doing group travel. So um, just keep that in mind. You know what I mean? When it's two people traveling, yeah, five hours is long, right? You might want to go out and go see. But with 36 pack, that five hours go by really, really fast. And you, you're definitely, I mean, you are doing it the right way. I don't give, I'm no respecter of persons. I say, I'm like, Jason, trying to be. I, I, I've run my kids since they were six months till now, the same way we travel, the way we travel and get up, let's go pop them ears. You got to cry sometimes some tears. That to be the song of the, the, the time until you get used to it. But we almost missed our plane going to, um, I think it was Iceland because of that Istanbul airport, because if you get caught up and we had a 30 minute, yeah. like get over there quick, we had that ice cream is 15 minutes of that 30, you know, cause they, you know, <laughs> they take the ice cream away and then they bring it back. And it's like, this ain't mama's family with the shoulder, you know, give a little shoulder, take it back. Cosby show type thing. Like that Istanbul airport is big. So y'all were doing it the right way. I just five hours. I'm thinking about it still, and I wanted to just let y'all know if you see me sipping on some wine before and after, it's like man, five hours. Woo! So, is this the the biggest group that you've ever taken going to Kenya? Yes, it is. Yes, our our happy number is normally around twenty five. Is what we like to stay with, but we have special people with special requests. And then we, Kenya, we trust. We can do it of all the tours. We have so much um, on the ground help in Kenya. We'll be fine. If we choose uh, to go bigger, we'll be fine, actually. Um, so this is a good location for this. We're going to have so much fun. Great, great location. We have some really <laughs> good things in store. I can't wait for you to experience it, Kelly. <laughs> I can't wait either. And I, I know the audience is like, okay, let me go to the website, but I almost want to give um, a more of a focus, maybe even a deterrent for some, because, and I'm going to say some names, y'all don't be nervous, I said the names, y'all didn't, um, 
what type of travelers are you looking for? Because there's some like O'Shea Jackson, AKA the king of tricky when he goes to countries who will say, Oh, you guys going to the Netherlands? Let me hit up that red light district. And I'm so happy. Are you going to San Martin? I heard it cost me $25 to, you know, have all my fantasies fulfilled. I have a feeling those travelers, you guys don't have a catered package towards them. So what type of travelers are you looking for and who's going on your trips? Oh, that's a good question. We literally was talking about this the other day. So as of now, so so I think we would start off um, basing it on the type of travelers we are, right? Um, Tiffany and I both, um, I would say, love history and who we are and I have to say this, um, as black people in the world, right? And uh, worldviews represent both those um, nuances. And so when we uh, create the experiences, we kind of put those things in mind. And in and, and our marketing strategy, as we're building towards that, we want, we want to kind of attract those people who kind of look for the same things in their travel experience. Every trip that we provide, we will always show you the African presence, whether it's modern or or ancient in that country, no matter where we go in the world because we're global people. Um, we will also uh, make sure that you know the history or the social events or issues that's going on in the country. We will always give back to the country or city or town, no matter where we are in the world, in some form on all of our experiences. And then we will then also plug in those very intimate uh, leisure moments that all, we all need, you know, to, to kind of unplug from our daily routines and, and break the monotony in our, um, you know, regular life. Um, to 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 create this full circle experience. Um, so I, I would say that, or those are the type of people that we are trying to attract, and um, of course, people who have the time and the disposable income to do that as well. <laughs> okay, and, and your your prices, I mean, they are affordable for those who are serious about travel because during tax time when Rena Center and Aaron's has a sale for a 90 inch TV, you know, everybody seems to have a deposit or some money to put down for that, whether they are in a mansion or if they are in a trailer, I've seen it all. And, you know, I could give you names if you have a problem with those comments, but you know, people from, for what they value, they will have money for, now, both of you have lived in the Middle East, lived and worked in the Middle East. I want to get both of your opinions on, is the Middle East as, um, you know, chauvinistic and not friendly, especially to Black women as the media portrays? What are your opinions? Or is it, you know, a place where you guys thought was grooving? Um. It kind of depends on where you are in the Middle East. I'm not going to say that we don't get that, but let it be known that we're over there. There's plenty of Africans over there. Um, I'm not sure about African-Americans, but as far as our melanin, there's presence everywhere in the Middle East. So it's not even that they will treat you any kind of way, maybe because we're women, but I'm not sure if it's because we're black women. It's the way that they treat their women, um, depending on where you go. If you're in Saudi Arabia, of course, uh, women just started being able to drive this year, or is it coming next year? So within yeah, not even a year right. old. So we can't sit here and say, oh, they treat black women that way. No, they treat women and how they do. But then you go to Dubai and you see women owning their own cab companies. If you see pink cabs, that mean only women ride in there and only women drive it. So they got their own business and they're thriving and they're working and they're mm -hmm. driving. So it all mm -hmm. depends on where you go in the Middle East. It's very diverse. Okay. <laughs> you, you would say the same? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, and then th this is a fun fact. Um, in Libya, uh, 
that was Libya is a predominantly, if not predominantly, all Islamic country or was right uh, before they tore it up um, and killed off Gaddafi. But um, mm-hmm. all of the women in his armed forces or his security, or excuse me, his security was all women. Uh, women were able to go to school. Women were able to drive. Women were able to be free within the country, which was a mostly Islamic country. Same thing in Senegal and Mali. Um, those are um, places where it's predominantly Islamic. And another place that people may find um find um interest in Kenya is seventy percent Islamic. Mombasa is probably Yeah. Yeah. Um Mombasa is probably seventy five to seventy five to yeah, about seventy, seventy five percent Islamic. You literally will see people walking around with their hajib and everything. Um Tiffany got to witness that herself and you'll hear the prayers throughout the day. Um with the mosque and women are free. You know, you don't kind of, you don't even get that feeling that they're, um, you know what I mean? Held against their will or they're not able to speak to. And actually 65% of the parliament in Kenya is women and they voted for polygamy back in 2014. So, um, so, so needless to say there, um, there's, <laughs> Iraq or Kurdistan, same way, same way. So I think it's it's being educated in this stuff through mm-hmm. travel. You kind of yeah. see past what the media put, puts out, right? The same way they do black people in the media, you can go anywhere in the world and people will walk up and walk up to you and say, yo, man, what's up? And you're like, where did you get that from? And they're like, we saw that <laughs> on TV. You're like, not all black people talk like that. But... <laughs> You know, you leave it to the media, you would think the whole world is, you know, crazy, and it's just not true. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. wait for Kenya because I, I I love Africa when they see us coming, and you know, I can't wait to get that. And you might get a derogatory or however you see word. Hey, yo, what's up? And I'm gonna say, Uhaligani, Kunanini, you know what y'all talking about? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny know, because that's not gonna happen to you in Kenya. What's going to happen to you, Kellen, because I know how you look. They probably will think that you're a Kenyan, that you literally left from Kenya and you're visiting home. That's what they're going to mm-hmm. say. They're actually going to have to argue with them to tell them that you were born and raised in America before mm-hmm. they even believe that you were, you're not Kenyan. Seriously. I I agree with you because i've had that situation and i always wonder is it the look or is it the energy because i feel at home yeah i'm like you know and i've had to argue with people they say no where's your father father from right Right. they're gonna think you from kenya you're just visiting yeah and then they think you're like putting on airs trying to talk with an american accent Right, um, right, right. Oh, I have to share this this funny story, please. Let me tell it for real. The first time I went to Kenya, mind you guys, I didn't know, and I'm just going to be transparent, I didn't know where Kenya was at on the map before I went. But I was just like, I'm going to go. I knew I wanted to go to Africa, and and that's just me being transparent. Um, and, And so I went. And we're at the resort, and this is actually the the resort that um, that the group will be staying at in Mombasa. And um, I'm getting my eggs freshly made for me, my omelets. And we're in the line, and the guy said, Akuna Matata. And I said, oh, you saw the Lion King too? <laughs> he says, no, it's Swahili. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know it. <laughs> and we died laughing because I really did not know the entire Lion King story was made off a Kenyan folktale. And all of the names of the animals are Swahili names. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how everything comes first circle? And I just saw today, 
I think it was on the <laughs> Breakfast Club. They were talking about how Oprah and others didn't want to be called auntie, but unless they were in Africa, because that's custom, but how everything is coming full circle, even with rap music, um, Stanley Ano, who's a Cameroonian artist, who I know will say rap started in Africa. And that's always been a big debate with historians. Yeah, that is a debate. You, you know, and you could take it however you, you want to take it because the Jamaicans just say, what are you talking about? Rap started and we've been rapping since, you know, the beginning. And no, so, it's debatable. It's debatable. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's beautiful how it, we can all still, after whatever we've all been through, colonization, slavery, whatever, that we still have something we can relate to and language we can relate to and that, you know, we think that we started it but that's just black folk. We always think we started something. Anyway, <laughs> these this company has a Senegal and Gambia trip that you guys need to go check out and purchase because this thing will be sold out. They're going to Los Angeles and Malibu, and they even do custom tours. So if you're in an organization and you need a tour group and a fun one to go with because you don't want to be with any stick in the muds, yo, Worldviews, WV, Dot com description is in the box check them out see their adventures on instagram and facebook but could you ladies if you you know and please if i forgot something put this out there but our last question of the day is always what is your community give back that you want to do or that you're doing currently um uh, yeah the go ahead Kim. right right i'm sorry go ahead no, the Noor Foundation in Kenya, um, it's an orphanage in Mombasa that uh, we have dedicated time and energy and definitely wanted to get it off the ground rolling. Kia just went back in December and they added, go ahead, I'll let you tell the details. So um, they added another dorm room for the boys. However, uh, the boys dorm room does not have a roof. Um, in fact, the entire orphanage is made out of aluminum, um, and it, it does, it's not a hard shell um, shelter. So when it rains, it, it, the rain seeps through, and they, they're not sleeping on concrete. It's actually the dirt. And what makes it um, really interesting is that the two people that fund this is a pastor and his wife and they're Kenyan, and they fund this out of their pockets. Mind you, just keep in mind that most Kenyans or the average Kenyan is paid $3 a day. Um, so we're talking about a pastor and a wife that actually make their income um, selling produce outside of the orphanage to kind of fund uh, the orphanage. And they have about, I want to say about 100 kids. Um mm -hmm. And the last time we went there, we did donate on the behalf of Worldviews. Uh, we spend the day with the kids, and we also let them know that we're going to be bringing some friends back with us. Uh, the 36 people that we'll be bringing mm -hmm. will actually get to spend a day with these kids. But it is the orphan, um, the organization that we are um, affiliated with, and we are trying to make sure that we are able to build them a hard structure shelter and provide amenities such as book desk, book bags, clothes, shoes, shoes. food, um, anything that uh, would help them move forward for these kids because they are amazing. Um, you can go on our Instagram or our Facebook and check out the videos that we have with them. If you want to donate, you can hit us at Worldviews. Uh, LLC at gmail.com and just leave us a message saying, you know, if you do want to donate, we can, we can certainly make that happen. But yeah, that is, that is one of the organizations that we are um, partnered with out of, um, out of Kenya. Do we know how much it would cost to get them a, um, a roof that, you know, would not leak? Well, the, the thing is, is, well, okay, uh, let me answer that. A roof, a, a secure roof, or if we just went with the aluminum, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it would may it may cost roughly let's say three hundred dollars. 
right? Um, but the the, pro, the issue is, is once we do that, you have the entire facility that's not even hard structure. That it's it's a temporary fix, so it's a band aid. And so it it's in need of at least trying to get them in a hard structure. Um, one of our visions is is getting containers. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys are following what they're doing in Europe with the container homes yes. and things like that. Uh, those are very uh, accessible and logistic friendly, depending on where we're purchasing those. But that's something that we can do to possibly, you know, get the hard structure going. You don't have to have the concrete because you have the containers. You literally lay the container on the found on the on the land and build from that. And do we know how much a container costs in that part of the uh, world to get that going? Well, we would export it. We would definitely export it. Um, probably the closest export where they typically get things would be from China or Japan. Um, and I've seen um, containers as low as $800. Um, now, can those containers pass customs? We don't know. Yeah, no. It, 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 right. <laughs> no, no, no. That's You're probably looking at probably around $3,000 for a container. And then the the roof house she's explaining is just aluminum, like aluminum shed. Think of that. That's how thin right. it is. So I'm pretty sure that they, they can lay aluminum roofs, but the Kenya's weather right now is better to not have the roof. Um, but it would make more sense to build a hard structure or maybe the containers than to just add a roof to the aluminum plies, plies of what they are. So there's no hard structure there is what we're trying to do. Most of everything is aluminum that they do have that is a structure. Okay. And if, if possible, um, before this interview goes out, if you can send me a link where people can donate, because, you know, in case the audience doesn't know, you could raise all that money and you could send it. And that customs is a big thing. So anytime you send anything through a container, we call it a toll. Some call it appreciation in Nigeria. Some in America say it's a bribe, but it is what it is. And you got to pay what you have to pay to get things through. Um, we've sent electronics and sometimes the bribe is more than what the electronics were worth, but that's based on whoever is bringing it through. So it's um, one of those things that you know, when you're going to the second and third world, you just have to pay the toll, just like you pay the toll in New York when they raise it to $10 and you say, oh, what is this? Hey, you still go to New York and you go spend, you know, 200 that mm-hmm. day. So it is what it is. And and ladies, let me know if I missed anything. If you want to, you know, a shout out, birthday shout out, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But let me know if I missed anything before we sign off. Sure. I just wanted to go over some of the trips that we will be offering coming up in this year and the next year. Um, we are about to go to Jamaica for Independence Day, which is Tiffany's happy place. Yay. So, um, yes, you guys <laughs> should see some content coming at you, videos, blogs, um, different information for the Jamaica trip. Then we're also going to Charleston in September for the Geechee Gullah Tour. Tiffany and I are descendants of Geechee Gullah, so it's very yes, personal to us. And so we will be showcasing showcasing the Gullah Nation out of Beaufort in Charleston, South Carolina in September. And then, as we stated before, we will be going to Kenya in October for our signature trip. Next year, and I'm just going to go through it right quick, uh, next year we will be going to L.A. and Malibu. And I will have to plug this in. It is a smoker-friendly tour. Um, <laughs> so for those who like to smoke, we will be going to different dispensaries. We will be talking about the different strands of weed, CBD oil. Um, we have a smoke and paint um, party that we will be attending. It is going to be packed. Um, with some cool things to do in L.A. And we also will be going to Nipsey Hussle's um, marathon as well on that trip. So it's it's, it's going to be a great trip. Uh, we also have Jamaica again next year for Independence Day. 
We also have, what else do we have? Uh, Kenya. Senegal and Gambia. And we have, yes, and we have Senegal and Gambia uh, in May, and that is a huge tour. We are partnering with Made in Africa. Shout out to RJ. He's doing big things in Senegal. We are super excited to to team up with the Made in Africa team because they are doing great things in Senegal. Um, and so, yeah, that is the calendar for next year, and we hope that you guys join Worldviews on your next experience. Well, you guys got a whole year plus of travel to save up experience life you only get to do this for so long before you know whether you get too old or have too many kids or whatever the case may be maybe you you know just get tired of travel but do it with worldviews get tired the right way see the culture touch the people in an appropriate way taste their food and do not eat snails that you don't see come off the fire Ladies, (laughs) Tiffany and Kia, I appreciate y'all for coming on. And I know we'll be talking shortly. I'm out. Peace. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online. You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast, on Instagram and Twitter, Game Diversified, online, diversifiedgames.com. In your life with the people around you and or join our Patreon and get some nice perks for being involved. If you found a nugget and or like today's episode, you might as well leave a review. And if you leave a review, you might as well share it. If you share it, you might as well subscribe. And as always, thanks for your support. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, Tyson, and A.L., the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit diversifygame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.